Why, hello there. Thank you so much for tuning into the ninth episode of Cook the Books. We finally did it. We're wrapping up manga. My name is Martina Logan. I am your host. It has been a couple months since I've released an episode, and I am so excited to finally be recording again. I've had a very busy couple months here. I have a play opening up on Friday. If you are in the Chicago area, you should absolutely come over to Otherworld Theater. The Bauer Theater Ensemble is producing PEMDAS. Yes, PEMDAS, like please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. It is quite the ride. would love for you to be able to see it. Uh, it's at 7.30 this Friday. We're going from May 3rd all the way through the end of the month. Our last performance is going to be May 26th. Uh, so you can catch us every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, through the month of May. Uh, come to Otherworld Theater it's quite the ride. I have another show opening up in the middle of May, May 15th at 9.30. I have a sketch show that I wrote with some of my very dear friends called Time After Time. It is all about uh, time travel and nerd culture and it's really coming together and it's super, super cool. And again, if you're in the Chicago area, that one's going to be at The Crowd at 9.30. Uh, Wednesdays in May, and then we wrap that one up June 5th. June 5th. So you've got a while for that. Uh, come support some amazing actors and amazing improvisers and comedians. We'd love to see you there. On to this episode that I... Honestly, when I decided that I wanted to do a manga series... This was the one I wanted to talk about, and it took forever to coordinate the conversation, uh, but it was absolutely worth it. I uh, talked to my best friend in the entire freaking world, and when I say freaking world, uh, that is quite literal because he is currently in South Korea teaching English. So it took a bit of coordinating. Uh, but I got to speak to the one, the only, Stephen Rowland, about my favorite anime, uh, and one that he and I have gushed over for years now, uh, and that would be Naruto. Uh, we had an awesome episode, uh, <laughs> we honestly probably could have talked for hours. We have talked for hours about Naruto. We uh, caught up before the call so that way you didn't have to deal with us just gushing about like literally everything. Um, and uh, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Steven has uh, some of the most, in, from my experiences, some of the most well thought out opinions about Naruto and I really value all of his opinions about anime and manga because he's really, he dived into a lot of different universes and thinks about them thoughtfully and critically, is able to really navigate a, all the different relationships uh, in so many different stories. Uh, he's one of my favorite people to talk with, talk to about literature uh, and uh 
honestly, I'm going to have to, we're, we're going to have to figure out another call uh, where we can talk more in depth about books because we just kept going back to Naruto. Um, because I, I, this anime means a lot to both of us individually. He read it and watched it at a much younger age. Uh, it was something that was important to his high school development. Whereas I didn't watch it until after I graduated from college. In my opinion, one of the best stories out there. Um, if you haven't watched Naruto, I, I get it. Or read Naruto. I, I, I totally understand. It's a daunting task. There's thousands of episodes. And now we now you're supposed to watch the sequel, Boruto, uh, which I have not done. Um, but if you are a fan of anime or manga, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, this was the, the only other person I could have talked to about Naruto would be my brother, Chris. And, uh, he and I tried to schedule something too, and it, it just didn't work out, but I'm so glad I got to talk to, I, I'm so glad I got to talk to Steven about it. Uh, he and I have had many a late night just sitting up talking about all the different relationships in Naruto and, uh, the, the, and dissecting all the different ways that they portray love. So, uh, it's going to be a really good episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. We ate ramen because, of course we did. It's Naruto's favorite food. I did my best to make um, my ramen as close to uh, Naruto's preferred ramen style, which I'm going to butcher the name. I'm sorry for what I've done. I am from North Carolina. I just want to show that I appreciate uh, <laughs> the story, um, but I, I do not claim to uh, know how to pronounce anything in Japanese. Uh, but uh, Naruto's favorite type of ramen is uh, Ichiraku ramen, and uh, it was really good. This was honestly my first time having real ramen. And I mean, maybe you could say that it's not real ramen because I used rice noodles and I used coconut aminos instead of soy sauce to marinate the pork in. But good grief, it was good. It was so easy. I made it a little fancy and sous vide the eggs, which was like ridiculous next level stuff. Um, I bought nori to put in it and then forgot to put it in the picture that I took but it turned out beautifully. Steven he uh, ordered some ramen from a place local to him so he had South Korean style which seemed spicier and um, and had like uh, hot sauce in it which I mean obviously you can put in any of them and also had hot dogs in it which apparently is a pretty common thing to find in South Korea. Um, I have been gushing about uh, how much fun I had with this for too long now, so I think I should probably get into the episode here. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash cookthebookspodcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash cookthebookspodcast to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, 
comedy, and a ton more, all from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. I love it. Um, it has mixed up my routine, so that way I'm not constantly listening to depressing news podcasts all the time. Uh, I, I cannot recommend it enough. To download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash cookthebookspodcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash cookthebookspodcast for your free audiobook. Uh, one more time for the people in the back, please check out my Patreon. You should check it out. It's really cool. There's going to be a link in the show description. I spent a ton of time on it, and I don't have any patrons. And I bet what you're thinking is, Martina, you haven't released an episode in two months. Why would I be your patron? Well, because there's a lot of cool stuff that comes from being my patron, and I am going to be releasing a bunch of new episodes. I'm getting back in the groove. Uh, rehearsals are slowing down. I'm going to be able to invite my friends over for some delicious food. I've got some really fun stuff coming up in the next few months. And um, I think you want to be in on some of this extra content. So I think you should check out my Patreon. And uh, that's it. That's all I have. That's all I have to say. I'm really pumped for you to listen to me talk to my best friend when I'm really sleepy because it was 11 o'clock at night and he is just waking up and uh, full of energy and with our powers combined, we still talk about everything we love. And I love him and I love Stephen Rowland and you're going to love Stephen Rowland listening to this and please enjoy this episode. And we're recording for real this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. So, so on the list that I have here, I have kimchi, staple in every, in every single food, um, every Korean food. And then the ramen. I haven't talked to you about the ramen going on with this. Yeah, yeah. But this is Korean ramen. And it just looks like it's hot, spicy oil with veggies like some like onions, um, noodles, and hot dogs. There's hot dogs in it. There's hot dogs in it. Um, in interesting. And the re the reason like Koreans, yeah, Koreans like, love like, hot dogs and spam. The Japanese love spam. It's so. It's a post-war thing. Yeah. It's it's because it's because that's that was the surplus they had, and then it just the the spam and all of that coming from like the military rations, mm -hmm. it entered all of their food. So now they have hot dogs on everything. They have hot dogs and spam and like luncheon meat and like the meat that's kind of like super super duper processed. Mm -hmm. They love they love that shit. So that's what this is. Do you love it? What 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 do you think? <laughs> Mm. I think this is good ramen. I think this is good ramen. But like, I'm I'm kind of like, why is there look at the, like why is there this ham? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is just like this is like that's, lunchable meat. Yeah, that's this, so. This especially, is especially lunchable. with the how fresh the ingredients are that you normally think about when you yeah, when yeah. you do think about um, Japanese food or or South Korean food. Um, and then you're just like, oh, and also here's a hot dog. Yeah. No, well, no big deal. Just here's some hot dogs. 
well, also the Korean food here in general is just like so. Well, it's so good. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stews. Um, they do a lot of stews and soups here. Um, okay. So kimchi stew is so good. Kimchi oh my stew. god, kimchi stew, and they do a lot of the barbecue meat is a thing. There's barbecue meat everywhere. Right. Uh, you barbecue. We actually on on Friday night. I got super drunk, but we all went out. Uh, all the coworkers. We all did um, all you could eat, all you could eat barbecue, and and uh, the drinking culture in Korea is intense. Bringing a bunch like, of soju. Yes. Yeah. And soju. Soju gives me a horrible hangover. Oh my god. Yeah, um, it's, milk. I get it's like you're getting drunk off yogurt. Yeah, it's like, it's it's just so much, um, and and like they just, they they just you want to they want to drink and drink and drink and drink and drink like we did avalanches the whole night, mm. like my boss like the boss the director would be like okay, here we go speech another avalanche and so like we would all like drink 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 in a circle and just like. Just, like, shoot our beer. Is that what an avalanche is? Is everybody drinks in a circle? Like, one person starts, and then... Well, isn't that what, it, like, the Circle of Death one? Circle of Death was, like, a card game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, but isn't there one where, like, you start drinking, and then everyone else around you has to drink until you finish, and then it goes, like, in oh, a circle? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that? Is that is it avalanche? Or I is it have waterfall? literally What's no it? idea. That my drinking know. drink my drinking games that I participated in mostly consisted of beer pong and flip cup. Uh huh. Because it was active. That's a good uh, question. We could call it avalanche. I thought, I thought it was called avalanche, but I don't know. I don't know what it was called. Well, if our viewers at home know what it is, comment on Instagram or Facebook and let me know. And then we could solve this problem. Avalanche is a good enough name for it. In my opinion. That or Waterfall. Waterfall sounds more familiar. I think I like Avalanche more. That sounds way more dangerous. (laughs) Oh my god. It was... uh, The boss got so... He he got the spins. He had to sit down for for, for like the rest (laughs) of the night. And then we went to Gorebang afterwards. Which is... um, It's karaoke. But... Because karaoke is a Japanese name. It's... Norebang, which is the, the Korean name for yeah, it, yeah. which translates to music music space. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I never knew that. Bong is space, so everything is called bong. Like a house is like something bong. Um, a bag is gabang. Um, so like that's what it means by like this is an empty space, an empty space. So, to get back to your ramen, what mm. <clears throat> what makes it South Korean style? I I think it's just the spice oh, and okay. the and the meat. I think it's just the hot dogs that make it South Korean style. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing really different. There's nothing I can tell that's different about this except well there's some kimchi in this. Okay. So there's some kimchi in this and some potatoes. Interesting. So it seems like it's much more of like a stew than on than a, like a noodle dish. Huh. So I made mine in the style of 
um, of Naruto, which I think is called Ikiraku Ramen. I'm probably uh -huh. butchering the name of that. Uh -huh. But so I did very traditional. I did a pork tenderloin with a boiled egg and then uh, bok choy and green onions. And then I just put some sriracha on top. And that uh -huh. was it. This is really good, Stephen. This is the first ramen I've ever had. I've never, oh eaten, I've never eaten traditional ramen until just now. I love, like, I love that you're, like, exploring all of these, like, new things that you could finally eat. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so I got soy back in my diet, but um, this, I used coconut aminos. So this is soy-free and gluten-free. Okay. Because <clears throat> I wanted to make it, I wanted to make it for the podcast because I wanted to make it allergy-free. And also, the one time I had soy, Jake and I went and got sushi together because um, I was like, I can have soy again. I can uh -huh. do this. And I went, and then I kind of had an emotional reaction, um, <laughs> where I think I I don't I don't know, um, but I, I had a bit of a panic attack afterwards, and I uh -huh. and it came on out of nowhere. I was in a great mood. I was super excited to be eating sushi for the first time in my life, or first time in nine years, you know. And um, after about forty five minutes after eating, I got super super anxious. And, um, had a, um, had like a, a full-blown panic attack. And the only thing I can think of is that, um, there's high levels of estrogen and soy. And it was the first time my body had like a concentrated amount of estrogen at one time. I, that could be a load of crap, but that's the only I thing know. I can think of. Either way, I'm feeling it for you right now. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking about you having it. I'm just like, oh man. I hate panic attacks. They're the worst. Yeah, and well, and I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't like freaking out. Like I, I wasn't super anxious about eating it because I was more worried about um, like an allergic reaction. You know, like um, actually breaking out hives or my throat swelling up or stomach stuff. Like that's what I was expecting. So I wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like I was even putting myself in that frame of mind of just like, oh, don't freak out. I wasn't expecting. A, I wasn't expecting a freak out to be any part of it. Well, there's also like you know like how there's so much um, emotional reactions that can happen with things. You know, yeah. Like a, a smell can incite like like nostalgia, like in like crazy shit, mm -hmm. and like food can like create some sort of like emotional stimulus to something so like that could have been what it was too you know the, the sense that you're that you feel like you've been doing this for like so many years and not being able to and then suddenly being able to like that could like that could i could definitely see that being a cause to like some crazy emotional like yeah right very possible i mean i legit cried the first time i had mustard Right. I just, and, but that was more out of like joy and the fact that I had gone so long without it that I, 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 I cried like in my yeah. apartment by myself. I was like, oh, I love mustard so much. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's such an interesting thing to be crying. <laughs> <laughs> interesting or weird or <laughs> Just, just like I'm just imagining like Martina in the corner eating mustard, like just, just out of the tube. You know, oh, yeah. just like you know, I was mustard. eating it by the spoonful. And you're like, there's mustard all over your face, <laughs> and you're just like, I can eat mustard. That's pretty much what happened, yeah. <laughs> hot, dogs, hot dogs, just like 
throw, thrown all across the room. Fucking <laughs> like bratwurst everywhere. <laughs> Martina needs help. Martina needs help. Like, I don't need help. I have my mustard. I am content. Um, so we are eating, okay. we are eating ramen because mm-hmm. we're, we are here to talk about, um, my favorite anime, Naruto. Naruto. Um, and so, Naruto! Naruto! Uh, okay, um, that's the only Japanese I'll speak today because it's the only Japanese I know. Um, have you... <laughs> So I have a feeling from our reaction to just hearing Naruto, we know the, the uh, whoever's listening knows the answer to this. But have you read or watched Naruto or Naruto Shippuden? Yes, all of it. Well, actually, I did not watch the ending to Naruto Shippuden. Did you? I read. I oh, read. Okay. Okay. I just I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> Um, I still yeah. have 14 episodes left. I turned, I, it, I turned it back on for the first... Well, those episodes don't really have anything to do with the story. <laughs> I know. You know. Well, I watched... What is that? That's over a thousand episodes of anime. And then yeah. um, it got to the point where I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, and there, I literally have 14 episodes left. And I was going to try well, to... And I, I stopped watching it about two years ago. And I need, I need to just crank through them but like well that's all like all of those episodes that's about like boruto that's about that's leading into boruto that's more of like mm-hmm. a teaser for the spin-off anime than anything else yeah naruto and um sasuke have fought and died and like made up and yeah which okay so can we so okay so since we're talking about the ending here uh, can we talk about the ending? Is this spoilers? We can talk about it because, like, I I haven't. Like, what is the ending to you? Because I do, I technically haven't seen the ending. You don't know the ending. Like, I know he becomes Hokage. You don't know actually how? Oh no no no! no. I have gotten up until I I know. Like, I literally stopped watching it two years ago. Um. Oh, where did you get to? I got to Sasuke and Naruto have their final battle. And they, oh, well, then, they, they beat yeah, the, they beat the ever loving shit out of each other. And yeah, well, then, that's the end. well, but like, is it though? Because like, I know they need to heal, and they still need to. They they kind of still need to get rid of the tree and like wake everybody up. Everybody's still in their weird cocoons from the tree. Well, so so wait, really? No, they're not. Yeah, they're, they are. After he after he um after he after they defeat. You know the mom, whatever but, her name is. But they—I don't think they've really defeated her yet. Yeah, yeah, they—they they defeated her. Well, I mean, they, they did their—they did their hand things, and then they touched her, and she—she she went back, and the tree of life disappeared. And so when the people are the people of the world are waking back up, yeah. Sasuke's like, "I'm sorry, but now I have to destroy everything." Maybe, and Naruto's like, "Did you abuse me? I thought we were friends." That's right. That's right. But it still doesn't yeah. feel like it's like I don't know. They're just God. They could draw shit out. Yeah. Mm. No. So the series the the main antagonist of the show is finished 
when when a Team Seven originally, uh, when Team Seven goes to the other world and defeats Mom, um, and whatever. Abito, Abito dies. Well, no, Abito. Yeah, Abito dies, and they defeat they defeat Mom. Um. Well, I don't know what her name is. I don't uh, remember she, her name. The alien. She came out of the, nowhere. The female like, alien from outer space that like. <laughs> that's, that, like see, that's the thing. Is that like. Like, oh, you thought know. it was Madara, but it's not Madara. It's and an alien. It's Madara. And then it's a character that none of us have ever heard of before. You know, it's just like three main bad guys. You know, it's just like, I don't... And I get what they're doing. They're kind of talking about how, like, the sin of being a ninja stems from the original nin- ninja. Yes, you know? yes. Like, I get that. I get that in order to defeat the original sin, you have to defeat the person that brought ninjutsu to, to the world and fucked everything up. I you know, so it's like <clears throat> it so, was so weird. It, it was sorry to interrupt you. It was weird that like ninjutsu came as a result of an alien presence, though. Yeah. Like yep. what the f- what? What? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that, that's weird. That that didn't need to be part of the story. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. So I no, mean, it, it really. We've talked about this before that Naruto should have ended with pain. I, I don't agree it should have ended with pain. I agree that, like, pain was the best part of the show. But I think there was still a whole lot more story to tell. Yes. I mean, the story, The I'm, story is, 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 like, him becoming Hokage and him being, like, his way of the ninja is the, the thing that, that, you know, is the thing that helps everyone. Yeah. His way of ninja yeah. is, is the way to be the ninja. So he's got to solve all the wars that happen, right? Because that's the, that's the thing that was brought up in Naruto Shippuden was that, like, war begets war, you know, mm-hmm. and pain begets pain, you know, which is why the pain saga was such a, like, such a great, like, thing because, like, that was, you know, that's him confronting, like, more war creates more war and he's the thing that breaks the circle by being, like, yeah, but love, you know, right. friendship. Right community like and that's that's his way so what needed to be told after pain was him spreading that message to the rest of the ninja world which is what it did but it didn't do it in a right way it did it in a very like fan servicey kind of way well and it opened up so many more doors than necessary and i mean i don't think i've ever cried harder at a tv show than when Naruto got to finally hug his mom. And so I really, I really appreciate that we got to meet both of his parents and that he got to meet both of his parents. Yeah. And that he got to see why, that how loved he really was. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the cool thing is like the best bad guys are the people that make your hero change. You know? Yes. So, so Naruto was presented with a bad guy who, is just like him. Yeah. Like, a bad guy that wants to save the world, you know? And he makes Naruto question, like, everything. He makes Naruto be like, are you, do you, is love really going to save the world? Because it doesn't. Right. It causes a lot of pain, and pain begets pain, you know? In fact, your own connections are what causes the wars that happen. You know? Truly, the message of love within Naruto is—it's it, amazing. It's, it's it's one of the most 
beautiful. That's a strong, <clears throat> strong theme to that, well, to that show. Yes, it's beautiful, but it's also, they explore so many different avenues of it. And you can tell what their point of view is because Naruto is their point of view on love. Yes. But yeah. um, his relationship with his parents, his relationship with all the different Hokage, his relationship with Sasuke, uh, right. As well as Sasuke. Itachi. And then Itachi's exactly. relationship. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going like, to say. Itachi. Exploring every different way people can love. Yes. And like what Itachi gave up for love and what Itachi did. And like, and, and Sasuke's complete rejection of love. And yeah. Naruto's complete rejection of his rejection, right? And yeah. and and what and in the end, love wins. Yeah, in the end, in the end, in the end. So what I love about the story. So if this is if the story that they're telling in Naruto Shippuden is love, like in order to save the world, you need to love, right? Mm-hmm. You need to you need to create relationships. You need to build networks. And that the the pain and the struggle with ninjutsu and war is there, take that away, right? So yeah. take ninjutsu away. So that was the ending of the story. Was that in order to save the world, you have to take the weapons out of their out of their hands. So in the end, when Naruto and Sasuke fought, and they ripped off their arms together spoiler alert oh. i'm sorry you should, you should make a spoiler like oh don't i will i will yeah 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 which is so uh, just uh, like oh he became his dad he's like monado now and like yeah <laughs> uh, i have no arms i have no arms <laughs> which was just like the dumbest like i can fucking... bite you to death i can bite you to death <laughs> what you gonna what you gonna do bleed on me like <laughs> What are you gonna do? Are you going to bleed on me? <laughs> I can kick you. I can kick you. <laughs> He's just like his. Well, no. And in a bigger sense, I loved what they did <clears throat> because, in essence, them fighting each other is the main conflict of the story, right? So they brought it back to Sasuke and Naruto. Uh, the basics of the show. <clears throat> yes. And the struggle that the two of them have. Sasuke believes that in order to, he kind of takes a pain or in an in Itachi kind of way that like, in order to unite the world, you have to be the bad guy. Yeah. So Sasuke's going to be the bad guy. And Naruto's like, no, you don't have to do that. So it's the same, it's the same struggle. It's the same conflict. And both of them are right. And both of them are wrong. You know? So, what needs to happen is they rip off each other's arms. So now they don't have any ninjutsu. Right. Right. So they don't have the weapons to cause harm to each other anymore. Right. So that kind of allows love to flourish between the well, two. Well, and it also allow, allows their their identities outside of ninjutsu to actually right. spring forth, which I don't think Sasuke has ever known. You know, yeah. like um, Naruto, I think, has always known. Naruto has known who he is from the very beginning, and he has never wavered. Um, I think the closest he ever came to wavering was the final fight with Sasuke, and it was more just because he was, like, dying. Um, And so making Sasuke actually 
I don't know. I don't know. I hate Sasuke. Making Sasuke take his head out of his ass, like, was... Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the issue, because, like, Sasuke, throughout his whole story of Naruto Shippuden, he never really fully becomes Itachi. He never really fully becomes his own character. He's, he's always just a character that's, like, he's a reactionary character, you know? Which is, like, yeah, it's... Well, because... He could never become Itachi because Itachi actually knows how to love. Itachi had a real mission. I still don't know what Sas the point of Sasuke was, other than being like the ultimate antagonist. He, he now is the thing. It's like the show never the show never fully went into. They never completed his story arc. You know, really like him fighting um, Donzo was supposed to be him coming to his own, you yeah. know? Like, that was him finally being like, I reject, I reject everything that causes pain, you know? Yeah. But he doesn't, but he doesn't do it out of his own motives. He's doing it in a way to just, like, uh, to further, like, to further spin the circle that he's going. He's never, he's always reacting. First he reacts to Itachi killing his family, so he's going to go kill Itachi. And then he reacts to killing Itachi when he realizes that, like, oh, he was actually the good guy all along. And now he's reacting, and he's going to go kill the person that was the true evil of the of the Hokage, Danzo. Mm -hmm. And then when he kills Danzo, then he's like, well, wait a second. No, the, the real evil is the rest of the world in ninjutsu, so I'm going to go start a war with everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, so then Sasuke goes and joins um, uh, Obito, and he's going to like cause the war. And then he's like, "Oh, wait a second! No, Obito's the bad guy. So now I have to kill Obito." So he's like reacting this whole time yeah. to like to to things that are happening in his story, and never once does he have his own like solid opinion that like the fundamental is I'm going to be the bad guy for the show, which right. he finally comes to at the very very end out of nowhere out of nowhere right you know? right like, it's, it's unmotivated they, it's unmotivated they beat the final bad guy and then sasuke's like you know what i know now i know that i have to be the bad guy like i okay. know yeah well and like it's just the most emo just bullshit thing where he's just like well no i i have to be alone like not even he has to be the bad guy it's that he has to be alone and that he huh. he isn't allowed to have human connection, which is just like, yeah. yes, you are. Lid literally everyone wants you to come back. You could not have a more supportive group of people ready, like here with open arms to take you back. And that's, and that's the, and I think that's the ultimate issue that like Naruto ended up having was that like, after the pain saga, I think the, the writer didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I think after, like, the story was so complete up to the pain. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything starts falling apart. Yeah. And the, the, the main character, Sasuke, doesn't fully get developed. All these, the slew of new characters never fully get developed. The only one that's fully developed is Obito, you know? And Obito isn't even the, he's the third main bad guy. Yeah. You know? Can we talk he's, not about, even, he's not even the main, main bad guy. Can we talk about yeah. how it was probably three, maybe four, what year is it? It's 2019. Had to have yeah. been four years ago because I was watching, I haven't watched Naruto in about two years and it 
it, I think I started watching it in 2014. So let's say it was 2015. So it was four years ago. Um, I was, I asked you which Naruto character you thought you were, and you were the most like, and you said Obito. <laughs> Which, at the time, I didn't know <clears throat> who he was. He was just the nerdy character that, like, was didn't live up to Kakashi and, like, you know. And then, no. and then I saw what he became. And I was like, Stephen Rowland. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm such an emotional, such an emotional kid. Such an emotional 20-something. Oh, my God. No, Such I, an emotional 20-something. Well, but no, he just, he's just I, so, like, evil. Well, well, I, well, here, like, I, re like, I relate to Obito, because Obito, Obito is the very beginning, you know, he's this nerdy, like, mm -hmm. he's an emotional kid, you know, he's, he's funny, he's goofy, he's yeah. trying his best, you know, you really love him, and then he, he loves a girl. And then he dies, you know. He dies, and like he's plucked from that from that moment uh, that he's going to be, you know, that he, and he ends up becoming a, a stimulus for Kakashi for the rest of right. Kakashi's journey, you know. But when you go deeper into the Obito character, you know, and he's still trying his best to like, I'm going to unite the ninja world. I'm going to stop all of these wars. He was bred through this time of war and conflict. And then, you know, he's given the main bad guy, the main, like, Madara, who's like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to give you the strength that you need to solve all these problems. Yeah. Then he sees his, his, his girl, the girl that he ultimately loved, die and in his arms because of his okay. best friend. Yeah. And in that moment, he breaks, you know, he's such an emotional kid that he breaks in that moment. Well, and, and now he's like, I, it's not, it's not people that, like, people are the problem. Humans are the problem. Connections are the problem. So in order to save the world, you have to destroy it. And that was, and that's Obido's thing. So everyone wants to, like, Pain wants to, like, everyone have all these theories to, like, save the world. Payne's theory of saving the world is by creating an atomic bomb that destroys civilization so they can be built anew, right. you know? So, like, and it happens all the time. And so when, when you know, pain becomes a thing, he's going to throw another atomic bomb and then the circle of pain and Very living. biblical, yeah. Yeah, so biblical, so biblical. And then, so that's, like, his theory was cool. Obito's theory of saving the world is by destroying it. He knows that, like, the people are the problem. We are the issues. The only way to save each other is by destroying each other. So he's going to create a world in which no one has to deal with pain ever again and live in sleep. But then Madara, Madara comes in, and he's just like, I want to be the most powerful. Ha, 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 ha. I made that guy. Blah, 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 blah. And then mom comes in and she's like, oh, no, wait, no, your petty, your petty issues are, no, it's aliens. No, it's aliens. <laughs> I'm right. sorry, but you, I'm waiting for my own alien race to come down. Right. You know, so it's like the main, the Obito, who is the most fully fleshed out bad guy 
ends up becoming not even the main issue in the show. Well, you know? and I mean, he is just, I mean, he's tragic on so many fronts. And, you know, what was he supposed to do? He was cut off as a child and then raised by Madara in a cave. And by what, what was the name of the, what was the name of the, like the white, like clay? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that was that was the cells from the first Hokage. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, he he had a very one dimensional view of the world because what else was he supposed to do? Whereas I think Madara Madara really reminds me of Thanos. Whereas the yeah, yeah <laughs> where it's just like we're just we're just gonna wipe it out. We're gonna start we're gonna start afresh. Where and then the the mom character that I also can't remember her name right now, um, she. Uh, she always reminded me of the Matrix, where because they're they're all going to be put in like they're just they're going to take over. They're all going to live in the Tree of Life, and so they are all living their their best lives, and like they they are living their fa their their preferred realities, and the world is flourishing because of it. So I don't know. Yeah. We were just talking about all the different bad guys, and those were all of the those were all yeah. th that's that's how I like view all of them. Kaguye, is that it? I don't know. The mom? Yeah. Well, she's like the Matrix because she's just kind of like, no, your petty wars have nothing to do with the universe. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you are, you petty humans. You don't, you don't deserve what I gave you. I take it away. I take it away. Ah. I take it away. And yeah, I mean, she came with good intentions and then obviously man spoiled it and... I mean, what, uh, what, what do you expect to have happen? What else, what else do you expect from man? We spoiled everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wait, what is, not, not to switch, because I know we could talk about Naruto probably forever. Wait, I had one, I have oh. one more thing to okay. say, and this is about the ending. So, so you know he becomes Hokage, right? Right. I mean, he has to. Spoiler alert, Naruto Uzumaki <laughs> becomes Hokage. <laughs> 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 so, so he gets his ninjutsu back. Oh, and think, okay. And I think that is the thing that is the issue with the ending of the show because it destroys the it destroys the point of the show, you know. Whereas in order to save in order to save the world, you have to embrace love and take each other's weapons away. You know, that was, that was the point, that was the main thing of the show. So, um, when he, when he got his ninjutsu back, it's just like, okay, whatever. Great. <laughs> cool. Like, so none of this okay. mattered. <laughs> none, none, none of the story, like you just told me essentially your story didn't matter. Um, yeah. but it's gonna, but, but that's, but I understand that because that's because money and Boruto. You know, they needed to spin off the yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. So, it, have you watched it? Oh, go ahead. It's a cash cow. You know, like it's it's money. It's money. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's Naruto. You know, like you, you have to ride. You have to you have to ride this 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 money horse. You yeah, have to keep riding. It's, it has know? to be like the most successful anime of all time. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. I think Dragon successful. Ball. I think Dragon Ball still. I, I don't know. Dragon Ball and Pokemon. I still. I think are the, the yeah. most successful. So Naruto was Naruto was king there for a while, but I think but I think honestly, One Piece is the is I'm, is 
is the king of all. Of I all. still haven't started it because talk about long man. This has been going on for twenty years. I yeah, like I feel like I can't start it. One what? piece what, has you... gone on for twenty years. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. One Piece is the best anime, the best manga of all time. It well, just is. That, that leads me into my next question is, what is your favorite anime or manga? One Piece. It is One Piece? One Piece. One Piece manga is phenomenal. Yeah. Now, when it comes to anime, though, like, I don't know, man. It kind of goes, it jumps between. Uh, I, love, I love Full Metal Alchemist, the original one. Brotherhood, I like Brotherhood too. Um, Full Metal Alchemist really holds. You know what though? I think maybe my favorite one, and I keep coming back to this, is Samurai Champlow. Really? Yeah, I think Samurai Champlow is my favorite anime. Just the one time. season. It's just one season. Yeah. It's one season. It's just like it's just such a cool concept. You know? Yeah. It's it's the concept of like it's the concept of balance. You mm. know, like. The, the main characters are neither good or bad. They just are. Um, and the struggles of their own morality that they, that they have to, like, uphold, their version of honor is the show. Yeah. Like, the show is they're, they're constantly being, every episode, they're dealing with a new version of morality. Yeah. And they reject it because it doesn't, it doesn't fit with their own honor, which isn't even good to begin with. Their honor is based off of money yeah. you know yeah, their are. honor is based off of uh keeping a girl well it's not even money because she has no money they 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 the only in the in like the second episode um they flip a coin and heads they they heads they they go with her or tails they they like heads they go with her tails they don't go with her um and they continue they fight and kill each other and it lands on it lands on on the edge. It right. doesn't land on heads or tails. So they were like, "Well, what do we do?" So they go with her, right? And that's kind of what the whole show is about: is that the there is no there is no heads or tails. It's mm -hmm. all in the middle, mm -hmm. right? So like they come across these murderers, they come across these thieves, these rapists, these the, all these bad human beings that are out there and they're the ones that are supposed to be the bad guys you know government uh samurais all these people that have their own like honor codes yeah. and the ones that have to uphold the good side but they're not good it's 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 a really and plus it's so freaking cool because they have like disco beats and it's like it's just like it's so cool, and the the anim the, the 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 animation is just so really just so cool. I love it. I I honestly think it's my it's probably my favorite. It's the basic kind of show. There's not much going on. Yeah, and that's what's that's what's pretty. That's what's so great about it. It's it's much more simple. It's a much more simple premise. It's interesting that you say that. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm also not a huge fan of Cowboy Bebop, and it's the same creators. Yeah. Um, and really the same creators? Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I I as far as I know, those are the only two anime they've ever made. But um, it was just it never really caught my attention, and I think maybe maybe I was just not in the right headspace for it at the time. 
because I, I do appreciate like the tale that it's telling. Um, but sometimes you, I don't know. I, I really have enjoyed, I mean, anything that's action packed, of course, is going to catch your eye, but, um, what was I going to say? Fuck. Fuck, Steven. What's your favorite? What's my favorite anime? Yeah. Naruto. Oh, Naruto's your favorite anime? Yeah. I mean, it's so good. The animation, when it comes, when it comes to, like, the animation, there's an alarm going off at Steven's house. What's happening? So, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so my door accidentally was left open. Ah! Stop! Okay, hold on a second. I'm just gonna take the battery out. So my door was left open, and my uh, my lock system started beeping at me, telling me that like. It's open, but I don't know how to like turn it off, so I'm I just leaving. took out the battery. I'm leaving okay. all of this in. Sorry, just kidding. Getting to it. Getting um, back to it. I mean, I just I really love the story of Naruto, so I think it has to be Naruto. Otherwise, though, I mean, I do love Full Metal Alchemist. I love Brotherhood. Um, I really love Dragon Ball Z. I'm not gonna lie. Um, well, yeah, Dragon Ball Z is freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so good. You know what I really love that I've only watched the first season of and I need to watch I need to just sit down and watch it. I just have no time for anime right now. What? Um is Hunter Hunter. <gasps> oh wait a second. <laughs> uh, okay. So in my in my list, number one is is uh is definitely um number one is definitely uh Samurai Champ. Okay. Number two is One Piece. Okay. Number three is Hunter x Hunter. Yeah. It's so good. Hunter x Hunter is a phenomenal story. It is. It is. It's very, like, I, it's another one that's very similar to Naruto, where it is, it's a coming-of-age tale where he has to do it on his own. But, and then, like, yes. and then makes creates friendships and and yes. and makes his yes. own way in life yes and, and, yeah. and he's got a similar thing to naruto where he's got his goal right his overarching goal is to be with his father again and and make his father proud that's all he wants he just wants to make his father's proud which his father doesn't deserve, but... His father does not deserve it. Oh, God, no. Um, okay, we are, we're running very long, so I'm going to ask some more yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is your favorite book? Um... Do you have a favorite book? I guess it's a better question. Dude... <laughs> Yeah. I think it's The Hobbit. I think The Hobbit's my favorite book. Why? I think because it's just, it's just such a, there's just so much in the book and it's just so, it's so simple. It's a nice, it's a fairy tale story. It's, there's so much involved and yet not. It's just a, it's just such a good story. 
it's just such a good story, and I relate to it. And I and I I don't know. I read it when I was like when I was like a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like the first book that like I read that was all sorts of fantasy and my mind got swept away with it thinking about dragons and wizards and evil monsters hiding hiding in, in caves you know Did it was just a, it's just such a fantastic book and reading it as adult is you just take just you just take so much away from it too mm-hmm. but under the guise of being a kid you know Did you read the Hobbit before you read Lord of the Rings? I did. Yeah. I read the Hobbit I read I read the Lord of the Rings like I read each book probably right before the movies came out, um, but I read The Hobbit when I was probably like ten. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think The Hobbit was like my first book I read. Oh, okay. Like on like your choice to read a book. No, maybe my I don't know the first book that like out outside of like Goosebumps or mm. Animal or you know those 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 teen those teen drama books you yeah, know yeah yeah but that was the book the first like standalone book that i really fully digested i 100% thought your answer was going to be like a kurt vonnegut or something you know it's it's like that's up there you know mm-hmm. that's that's on my top the slaughterhouse 5 is on my top catcher catcher in the rye is also in my top you know so much of my teenage life was defined by holden caulfield like mm-hmm. when I was, when I was like, I read that when I was 12. Um, and between the ages of like 12 to 16, I thought I was Holden Caulfield. Like <laughs> everything, everything in my life, I tried to talk like Holden Caulfield. I, I had the same opinions about the world as Holden Caulfield. Mm-hmm. I was, I was deep into, uh, into like, um, teenage, teenage like drama shit you know yeah just just being that kind of like the world sucks everything sucks the only thing that you should care about is is your is your is your sister you know that's like that's him like the like the whole that whole book (laughs) is about like how everything sucks yeah and the only thing that doesn't suck is you know his sister (laughs) you know the the promise of of youth you know yeah that's the only the only thing that's good about that book (laughs) Well, uh, it is a cool book, like definitely one of the coolest books out there, but no, it's all, it's, it's, it's the Hobbit. Yeah. I think the books you read, the books you read at that age stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, I read, I read the gunslinger when I was in ninth grade, which was a little bit older. I read Lord of the Rings, um, I read Lord of the Rings for the first time in eighth grade. I read Count of Monte Cristo in eighth grade. And all of those things like have stuck with me my entire life. Um, I think fifth grade was the first time I read like Wrinkle in Time by myself. And I was super into that. Um, but before that, yeah, I can't think of anything else that was like, I read, I, yeah, I read all of the Wrinkle in Time books. So like went through the keyhole or went through the door. Went through, went through the door. I was th- went through the keyhole is a Stephen King book. Don't mind me. Um, and then like many waters, which apparently had they all had a lot more religious undertones than I ever realized. They all went over my head when I was a child. Mm-hmm. But did you ever read Wrinkle in Time? Uh, no, I never ever read Wrinkle in Time. It's a good book. I don't. 
I don't, I, it, it, it confuses me. I don't understand. I've never read it. And I don't understand. And so many people have conflicting like opinions about like what the, what's the story's about. It's just like, I don't get it. It's my mom's favorite book. So she read it to us when we were little. And then I remember reading it for like some sort of scholastic thing in fifth grade. It's, yeah. I don't know what it's about either. I mean, other than on its surface level. But it has a very strong female character, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's about family, and it's about finding your way home and finding yourself, So and, and being true to your identity, just like Naruto. Yeah, Naruto's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, and then, and then so if, if Holden Caulfield was like my 12 to 16 year old self, yeah. then Naruto's was definitely myself as a young adult, like 16 to like 19. I, I was Naruto. Yeah. And I think that's why. And so like, if I, if so, then if I relate to a character as Obito being like in my twenties, being like someone who's just like, God, everything sucks about being an adult, you know, (laughs) like I'm Obito in the, in like my early twenties, but Naruto definitely in like, you know, when I was like love, compassion like I related to Naruto in the sense that like you don't his whole thing is that he grew up without without anyone yeah you know so like what why he does everything he does is because he wants he wants people he wants he's a lonely kid at his at his at like at his heart Which so he just wants to I he just, just wants to be around people. And isn't that so true for all of us? I just can't get over how poorly he was treated for so long. He was the Hokage's son. And they yeah. ostracized him just because, like, j- just because as a baby his parents were lost. Like, it's honestly one of the most gruesome horrifying stories if you really think about it like it breaks my heart thinking about naruto and the fact that his mom held the uh held the nine-tailed beast first held kurama first yeah and they were fine with that and but then just fucking like isolated a a child because of it is just so heavy, and and the fact that he forgave them at all is 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 mind boggling. And that's and that's the crux of the show, right? Yeah. Because you're 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 constantly being bombarded by by the rest of the world just being shit, war. Yeah. All of these kids have these horror stories. Like every single kid has a horror story. Oh, all of them. Up. Yeah. Every single person that, that Naruto comes across, you know, and the answer to these are are that you you have to you have to destroy it. like you have to destroy it <laughs> like no one yeah no one deserves to be here and Naruto the cool thing about him is that he just doesn't he's un he accepts he understands like that's the thing. That's the thing, what I love about Naruto, is that he understands all of the characters. Yep. And because he knows what it's like to be truly alone, and, like, how bad it felt to be ostracized as a kid. Yeah. You know? And he uses that to reach out to every single bad guy. 
and is able to like, it's like, hey, I understand you, and I still do my own ninja way. Yep. You He's know? like, and I'm still and that's, that's, going to reach you. And that's the beauty of the character of Naruto. Yeah. You know. So we can sh- we can shit on the ending, but like, what the story is about is pretty beautiful. It's, I mean, I think it has one of the most beautiful messages out there. Yeah. And love finds a way. Love finds a way. I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely adore it more than more than more than most things on this planet, honestly. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite food? Um, pizza. <laughs> How? What when was the last no. time you had pizza? I had pizza. It was not good, but I had <laughs> Korean style pizza. And dude, <laughs> oh my god, they put in Korean pizza. They first of all, they use mayonnaise instead of like tomato sauce. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, it's like a, it's almost like a garlic aioli, but it's mayonnaise. Um, and then they put like shrimp on it, and like this isn't pizza, Stephen. And bulgogi, and like spices, <laughs> and they fill the crust with like this cheese sweet potato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> no. Korean pizza is weird. No. In, that is Martina. incorrect. Korean pizza is weird. <laughs> they don't know what pizza is. I'm not on board. They desperately try to recreate it, but it's it's weird. They don't understand what it is. I'm 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 so sorry. When was the last time you had like real pizza? Chicago. You have so since you left Chicago, you haven't had like pizza pizza. I haven't had, I haven't had real pizza. Oh, okay. So you okay? I don't know. Pizza for for me, pizza. Uh, when when we're talking about like taste and emotional reactions and stuff, like that's that's something that reminds me of like just community. You know, like yeah, whenever yeah. my. Whenever my family, we were doing something as a family together, it was pizza, you know? Mm-hmm. Whenever we were doing something like cleaning or we're doing a spring cleaning, it's okay, we're doing the spring cleaning, and then afterwards we're going to get pizza. Or, like, when we're going out on, like, a family trip, you know, we have the whole family together, it's pizza. Like, pizza was always that, like, unifying food for all of us, mm-hmm. you know? So, I love pizza. So, when you come back stateside... Or let's say Chicago. Let's call it Chicago because we're we're pizza capital of the world. Fuck yeah. you, Italy. Um, <laughs> what what pizza are you gonna get? From where and what kind? Uh, I'm gonna get Giordano's uh, deep dish pizza or Porquats deep dish pizza. One of the two. Porquats. Porquats. Yeah. You know. I like. I- because it has that, it has that uh, fried cheese on the top of it. Okay, Jake's favorite is Pequod's. I am on the Luminati's train. I'm, I, I like the Luminati's train too, but I think I like Giordano's a little bit more. But okay. that's just, I think that's just preference because that was the first deep dish pizza I ever had. Yeah. Okay. That's but Pequod's is also, 
I don't know. It's, it's a toss-up. But quads is just, oh, that's so good. <laughs> Damn it, I want pizza. <laughs> we just ate all that ramen. I know, but I want pizza now. I can make room. Could you make your own? Uh, like, could you go to a store there and get the ingredients to make your own pizza? No, my kitchen doesn't. My, my kitchen can't handle that. I don't have an oven. You don't have an oven? No. Just a stovetop? Yeah, just a stovetop. Interesting. Um, yeah. Could you get a toaster oven? I could. Can you cook a pizza in a toaster oven? I think it depends on how big that toaster oven is. Do you have you not seen Back to the Future? Dehydrate level four, please. And then it turns into a pizza. I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> is it four or two? Dehydrate level? I think it's four. I'm pretty sure it's four. Mm. All of my very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't all my fans. All, all of my fans will make sure to tell me. In the comments... What was the other question that we had? On Facebook. I was asking, oh, the last question about, that I asked you? No, no, there was one thing that we had for the people and the, the viewers. There was, like, one thing that they needed to tell us. Oh, the other one was, fuck. I don't remember. I don't remember it either. I gotta br Maybe, we can play this back and then. Here, and let me, then. Yeah, let me look back a minute, like, six. See, <laughs> um, yeah. So pizza. You had you had you had an, you had another question, right? I do. I have two more questions for you. Do you have a favorite food to make for someone? Chicken breast. Chicken breast. I love like doing a bunch of different things with chicken breast. <laughs> that is. I love that answer, but it's so fake. Like, just like, yeah, chicken breast. Just like, plain <laughs> chicken breast. Um, what do you, what do, you do with the chicken breast? Or steak. or steak, but I don't have a grill, and I don't get to, like, I don't get to, oh, it's steak. So chicken breast, <laughs> chicken breast in, in Chicago, because I was, because I had an oven, and I could cook chicken breast. And with chicken breast, you could do a lot of things with it. You can like you can stuff it with like mozzarella. You can you can make some like aioli. You can make some like you know tomato relish that you can pour on top of the chicken breast. Mm -hmm. You know you can add it to a bunch of different things. You can make a salad out of it. I I loved whenever I had date night and I was cooking for like Brie. I like was making like various various like versions of like chicken breast. <laughs> okay, so like that's like the most versatile food for you then. Yeah. Like chicken yeah. breast. Okay. And then aside from that, if I had a grill, steak. I would be cooking steak for people all of the time because mm -hmm. I know how to cook steak. I know how to make good, good steak. What's your favorite kind of steak to cook? Uh, well, get some porterhouse. Marinate that shit. Uh, I have a Greek. I have a Greek marinade that I use with olive oil and lemon and Ooh. rosemary. Ooh. Um, and then you let that sit overnight, and then you put that shit on the grill, and you cook it medium rare. Steven, you know you some meat. I want mm. to tell you that. I would like to say that I also know me some meat. I can cook a steak like nobody's damn Wait. business. And when, oh, yeah. When you're back, we're going to have a steak off. <sighs> uh, 
Also Thanksgiving. I love cooking you, Thanksgiving. You know how to make a turkey better than anyone I've ever met. You went to your Thanksgiving. Your Thanksgiving was phenomenal. Thank you. Your Thanksgiving was phenomenal the year you prior. I cook Thanksgiving. This is going to be an issue moving forward, Martina. You and I are going to be like fighting over who's cooking Thanksgiving. You know that, right? Oh, I know. But we'll share. Like it's it's okay. Owen hosted this past year, and uh, really, yeah. And Jake and I were just like, we'll cook everything, and we just like brought everything to Thanksgiving. Owen, Owen hosted Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's so. That's we, so funny. And we didn't even do turkey. I did a rib roast, which is a whole rack of like the cut of meat that you get a ribeye out of. Uh, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> it was amazing. That sounds so good. It was so good. Oh my god, I like that. Jake's over here at the corner, and he was—he didn't want to make a noise. You can make a noise just for this moment. It was amazing. It was so fucking good. No one made was chili, and it was weird, but his chili was delicious. I ate too much of that before the midpoint, so that's fine. Anyway, he's putting his headphones back on. Not to worry, viewers. <laughs> I hurt my finger. What did you do? I tried to open beer. And it didn't work. Are you having a beer right now? Is your day off? No. Ooh, Stephen, how did you do that? I was Friday night. Eek. I snapped off my fingernail. That looks like it hurts. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Here, I did this to myself yesterday. You see that? Did you see it? Oh, how did you do that? I... So I had a thing on the back of my phone that yeah. was like where you could keep your cards in it. And I took yeah. it off and there was sticky stuff on the back of it. And I was trying to rip it off. You used your thumb to like rip off the, the um. Yeah. And so then I like, and then my skin was all like pinched up and I peeled it off. And oh, then no. this it hurts. It hurts a lot actually. Oh no. It'll be okay. So yeah, we're going to compete over Thanksgiving is the moral of the story. Okay. Okay, last question. Do you have any cooking advice you can leave us with? Um, yes. Prep. Okay. Food prep is key. Prepping, prepping your, your area and having a system of how to clean is key to cooking. Okay, yeah. Like what's your what's like when you're when you're cooking a big meal, what's your plan of attack? How are you how are you prepping? You got to get everything set up and how are you going to clean the dishes? You know? Mm-hmm. Like are you going to you know, especially when you're when you don't have enough pans, you know? Yeah, Dude, that's with, a good point. What, what are you going to do first? What are you going to do next? What are you going to cook next? So to, like, keep your dishes in rotation. And then afterwards, like, are like are you are you going to let things sit? Or are you going to, like, clean everything at the time? Or are you going to clean everything afterwards? You know, it's, yeah. it's key. And, like, keeping, go ahead. Keeping everything as, like, orderly as possible is, is, is the hardest part to cooking. That's really good advice, especially when you do have to use the same pan. 
for like yeah. multiple dishes because then it's like does something get cold does something get overdone like right like, what are we right. doing here uh, that's that's see that's that that's what ruins that's what ruins it sometimes mm -hmm. you know you have to you have to you have to combine these things at the right moment you yeah. know and if you don't, then like it's gonna come out under. It's gonna be coming out like either overly cooked or undercooked, or you know you gotta you gotta worry about all of that stuff. So devising a plan of action is like the biggest thing. That happened with me tonight making the ramen. I put the noodles in too soon, and they sucked up all of the broth. And so they yeah. they tasted great, but it wasn't very soupy. It was just like it was very flavorful noodles. Um, mm -hmm. but it was, there was no broth, which I think is uh -huh. very important to yeah. a ramen. Yeah. Cause ramen is, is a soup. Ramen right. is a soup dish. It's not, right. it's not a, it's not a noodle dish. It's a, it's a soup noodle. Yeah. And so this turned into a noodle dish, which it was still very good, but. Oh yeah. I bet so. Yeah. But if I had prepped differently, mm. could have been different. Well, those. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you too. This has been so fun. Like I'm glad we had like this two hour like this two hour phone date though. <laughs> this was really nice. To be completely honest, like it's been such a good like back and forth and rapport that I'm like, why don't we just have a podcast together? <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause that mm -hmm. yeah, because this didn't take three months to figure out. <laughs> it took a long time. Oh my god. It, it was never going to happen. But look it I, happened. I I lost all faith that we were actually going to sit down and talk about Naruto. There was a minute there where I was like, this is this, never going to happen. This is not going to happen. There's no way. It's not meant to be. But it was meant to be. And you got it from a real restaurant. You didn't have to get it from a 7-Eleven. <laughs> I, was, I was this close to having to go to a 7-Eleven. I actually almost went to a 7-Eleven. I was at the 7-Eleven. I had the pop noodles in my hands, and then you were like, I can wait till 11.30. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it there for you right now? One. One in the afternoon. One in the afternoon. It's 11 at night. Yeah. This was great. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. This was fun. Yeah. Here, I'm going to start. I love what? I love dissecting. I love this dissecting literature with you. I know, I know. It is like one of my favorite things to talk about with you specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I miss I miss our book club. The the dude book club. Oh my god. Dude Remember we're talking June. about Yeah, that's coming oh, up. I was actually just talking to my friend. We had a we had a long conversation about racism in America. And we were like I was Remember the, the book, um, Ta-Nehisi Ta, Ta Coates, that book? That was the first book that we read? Oh, I was not there for that. Oh, you weren't there for that? Mm -hmm. Oh, um, you need to read Ta-Nehisi Ta Coates' book. It's, it's, like a, it's like an open-faced letter to his son. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember the name right now of it. Um, but it's, it's about like the struggles of being black in America now today what is what what are the misconceptions and mm -hmm. i think every single white person has to read this book every single white person has to read the book i want to yeah want to do as much as i can about this privilege i have so i'd be down yeah right 
Okay. Hold on. I'm going to stop recording. I, hold on. Okay. Thank you for joining Bye. my podcast. I love you. And I'm going to stop Bye. right now. Bye. Bye.